What's going on, beloved? I'm BJ Clark, and this is the Kingdom Life Podcast, the show where we discuss practical biblical principles of Christian living. We'll discuss topics such as relationships, family, finance, and everyday Christian living. Together, we'll learn what it really means to be about that life, the kingdom life. Hey, what's going on, beloved? I want to welcome you to another Kingdom Life podcast. So excited for you to join us again this week as we continue our series on commitment. Um, I want to encourage you next Tuesday, we'll be having um, our special segment, um, the Kingdom Life podcast, The Voyage, His, your story, his glory. Man, I always get that messed up. Um, we'll have a good friend of mine, Deidre Ingram, powerful, wonderful woman of God, who I really believe will bring some wonderful insight to the podcast. So you want to make sure you don't miss that. She is really going to be good. I really believe that you'll be blessed by what she has to share with us on the podcast. Um, And like I said, I thank you once again for all your love and support for the podcast. Um, the audience is growing, and we pray that God's will will be done as it relates to this podcast. Um, my heart is... As it relates to this podcast, I want to, you know, be a blessing to the body of Christ. Um, there's so many things that we can do better, so many things that I can do better. And I really feel like this podcast um, has the opportunity to not only touch a lot of people, but it can also help all of us become stronger in our commitment to Christ. Um, so just keep this podcast in, in your prayers, if you don't mind, and continue to subscribe and support it encourage your friends to subscribe and listen um and i pray that our endeavor will will reach the audience that god has intended for us to reach and will do great things um as i was saying we we built the wonderful foundation as it relates to commitment um we got some really powerful content that the lord has impressed on my heart that i really would love to share with you in the coming weeks um we talked about commitment how it's defined as the state or quality of being dedicated to a cause activity etc another definition is a pledge or undertaking any commitment requires consistency consistently doing what it doing it when you don't feel like it consistently doing it when it's not convenient consistently doing it when everyone around you has stopped it and you're doing it alone we're going to have to come to that level of consistency if we're going to be firm in our commitment. I believe you and I will truly know we've come to that complete level of commitment to a thing because it requires no afterthought. It becomes a way of life. It becomes even a habit, if you will, almost second nature because you and I, if we've bought into the concept that this is what I want to do and I cannot and will not allow anything to deter me from it. And if you're or if you and I are going to lead an effective life in Christ that will influence those around us, we have to reach this level of commitment in our walk with Christ. And listen, our commitment has to go beyond the surface. 
beyond the surface of people knowing we attend church on Sunday or we're affiliated with some particular denomination. But it has to reach deep into the core and the fiber of our being to the point that it actively identifies us on a consistent basis. This is the type of commitment that speaks loud to the observer that there's something different about you and I. I read an interesting quote from a gentleman named Neil Strauss, and um, it said, quote, without commitment, you cannot have depth in anything, unquote. I find that to be true when it comes to walking with Christ. To follow him, it is going to require you and I to make some unconventional choices. Some choices that you Friends and loved ones may not understand, but your decision affirms your allegiance to the Savior. And I'm just one of those firm believers that considering how he surrendered his life for me, my commitment to him is minute in comparison. So let me forewarn you, this week's discussion is not for the faint at heart. <laughs> if you will, if you got your Bibles, open them to Luke chapter 9. And I encourage you to take notes. I also encourage you to visit our website and visit the Kingdom Factory store and purchase one of those journals. You'll find it really come in handy. <laughs> Just a quick promo for the Kingdom Factory. <laughs> Luke chapter 9, starting at verse number 57. And the Bible reads, And it came to pass that as they went away, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. Verse 58, and Jesus said unto him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man have not where to lay his head. Now check this out, beloved. I need you to wrap your head around this. Our savior was homeless. Listen, he and his disciples survived by basically staying at the house of his followers in the various towns that they visited, as well as they survived off of the goodwill offerings that were given to them. Now, listen, I'm not in no way saying that you have to be willing to be homeless to follow Christ. No, I'm not saying that at all. But what Christ was essentially saying is to this certain man, he was giving them a necessary caution to not promise yourself or have an expectation of great things in this world when following Christ. Listen, if you're following Christ with the hopes of living a blessed, prosperous, and rich life, you're in it for the wrong reasons. What is amazing about our Savior is the fact that he lowered himself. Him lowering himself is a testimony of his love for us. Verse number 59, it says, And he said unto another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. Jesus said unto him, Let the dead bury their dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. Now, when you hear this, you're like, Man, Jesus, that's cold. <laughs> But understand, Jesus is not teaching us not to have emotions as it relates to the passing of a loved one. But we can't allow 
our duties to our families to prevent us from our duties to God. In the Matthew Henry commentary, it had a really wonderful point. It said, if the nearest and dearest relation we have in the world stands in our way to keep us from Christ, it is necessary that we have a zeal that will make us forget father and mother. No excuses must be admitted against a present obedience to the call of Christ. Luke, the 14th chapter, about verse number 26 in the Amplified says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother in the sense of indifference to a relative disregard for them in comparison with his attitude toward God and likewise his wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Man, listen, to be a disciple of Christ, it means to put him first above all else. This is what I refer to as that sold out type of commitment. And whether you know it or not, this is the true embodiment of being a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. For my life is no longer mine. But remember, we've exchanged lives. He gave his life for me. Therefore, in exchange, I give my life for him. Verse number 61. And another said, also said, I'm sorry, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go bid them farewell, which are at home at my house. Verse 62. And Jesus said unto him, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. To read that same verse in the Amplified Bible, Jesus said to him, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back to the things behind is fit for the kingdom of God. You know, looking back inclines us to draw back. And drawing back also draws us or leads us back to perdition, which is the state of final spiritual ruin or damnation of the soul. You know, we always have things that call us back to our former life and we think of fun times, we think of good times, and we think of when things might have seemed easier or seemed a little, you know, less tough. But understand, those things will draw us back into a life that we were saved from. Essentially, God saved us from our old life. So, any man that puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. If you're putting your hand to the plow, you have to see what's in front of you. And looking back, there's no way that you can keep a straight line if you're looking back. So, my beloved brothers and sisters press forward there are good things in store the old life is a life of sin and so many different things that you and I were saved from and truly we definitely don't want to go back to that life listen this whole life in Christ is a decision that shouldn't be taken lightly it is one of the greatest and best decisions you and I will ever make but it's also one of the most costly and for me it was a it was an easy decision 
I think back 25 years ago when I accepted Christ, you know, my life was headed for ruins. I was, you know, in college and I was living a life of alcohol and drugs and promiscuity. And when you're young, you have this air of invincibility. You know, you see all the bad things that happen in the world and you think to yourself, man, that couldn't know or that wouldn't happen to me. But there are millions of people who thought just like that and they're no longer here with us. Beloved, tomorrow's not promised. Life is so short and precious, filled with so many ups and downs, joys and pains. Wouldn't it be nice to have a guide to help you navigate through all the vicissitudes of life? But listen, I warn you, consider the cause. I'm going to read one last thing and I'm going to let you go. Luke, the 14th chapter, um, about verse number 28 in the Amplified Bible, which says, For which of you wishing to build a farm building does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see whether he has sufficient means to finish it? Otherwise, he has laid the foundation and is unable to complete the building. All who see it will begin to mock and jeer at him. Verse 30 saying this man began to build and was not able worth enough to finish. Or what king going out to engage in conflict with another king would not first sit down and consider and take counsel whether he is able with 10,000 men to meet him who comes against him with 20,000. And if he cannot do so, when the other king is still a great way off, he sends an envoy and asks the terms of peace. So then any of you who does not forsake, renounce, surrender, claim to, give up, say goodbye to, all that, had, all that he has cannot be my disciple. Listen, to those who are listening to this podcast, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to commit to a life in Christ. A challenge that if accepted will forever change your life. And listen, if you're willing to accept this challenge, I want to give you three easy steps. The first is to hear. We learn through the gospel that Jesus Christ died for our sins, was buried and rose from the dead. Through the price paid by Jesus Christ and by believing on and trusting him as Savior, we're forgiven our sins and put in right standing with God. The second step is to believe. In order to be accepted by God, we must believe in our hearts that Jesus is the Son of God and that he died for our sins and rose again. The Bible says, if you believe this, you shall be saved. And the third step, the Bible teaches to confess, to confess with the heart one believes, your confession confirms that you believe. And by confessing that you receive Christ, you make him Savior and Lord of your life. And because you've done this by faith, God has made you right with him. With these simple steps, you can receive salvation today. So pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord, I admit that I'm a sinner. I've done many things that don't please you. I am sorry. And I repent of my sins. 
I ask you to forgive me. I believe that you died on the cross for me and you died to save me and that you also rose from the dead. I come to you now and ask you to come into my heart and take control of my life from this day forward. I make you Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. And beloved, if you pray that prayer, I want to welcome you to the family. Listen, be sure to visit our new website at thekingdomlife.com. That's T-H-E-K-I-N-G-D-O-M-L, the number one F-E. There you can follow us on social media. You can listen and even subscribe to our podcast on some of the various platforms. You can visit our apparel and accessory store, The Kingdom Factory, where you can shop and purchase authentic Kingdom Life apparel and accessories, like what I wear all the time. For real, I shop there all the time. And do me a favor. If this podcast was a blessing to you, or if you have any comments, questions, or inquiries, feel free to leave me a message when you visit the website by clicking the contact tab and leave me a message and I'll respond as soon as possible. Listen, beloved, thank you once again for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Until then, take care. Be safe.